Welcome to Two Guys That Talk Sports. Here are Drew and Brad. What's going on, everybody? We're back at it again with another podcast. Got my boy B-Rad with us in the building. What's up? What's up? Guys, we are excited because... Well, we're not excited. I mean, I'm kind of sad that football's over, but I'm also excited, too, because it brings in more sports and we can focus on them a little bit more than just tailoring it toward football. Nah, bro. Football's year-round. That's true. I mean, did you see that fan football uh, 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 news series that they started up, kind of like the XFL? Bro, I saw that. I didn't watch it. I didn't pay any attention to it, but I heard about it. Bro, Johnny Manziel is in it, and he's supposed to be like the face of the uh, that league or whatever. <laughs> and people were clowning him because he went one for five during the whole entire game. He only threw one pass. No, he had one completion. Ah, that's tough. That's no different than his NFL run. Yeah, but I mean, he was still dancing and doing all that stuff that he did during college football. Uh, college football with the Texas A and M. So I thought that was pretty impressive. But needless to say, we are not talking about that. We are talking about sports. And I wanted to talk to you about the NFL offseason, Brad. Anything that shocks you? Anything that stands out during the NFL offseason? Um, it's. I continue to be shocked at how poorly the Texans treat Deshaun Watson. Amen. Um, they they get rid of his best his best playmaker. They continue to not help the offensive line, and then they expect him to stand by and want to just play that contract out. Um, I'm a little no. bit I'm a little bit surprised coming hearing Russell Wilson want out of Seattle. Well, I mean, do you blame him? No, I don't. I, I, I was out. I was I was caught off guard when I saw the numbers of how many times he's been hit, and how egregious yeah, it's, it's been. It's, it's wild. Like you always think about him being this elusive, not necessarily scrambling quarterback, but he's really good at avoiding hits and avoiding contact. Yeah. And I didn't realize he'd been hit quite that much. I mean, do you really think he wants out, or do you think he just like is threatening the team so that like he can like. You know, make his case for them to draft better, you know, get better people for the offseason, things like that. Like, put a little, like, fire up under their ass, if you will. I don't really know. Um, they Seattle Seattle's a little bit tricky because they don't have a lot of draft capital to be able to help him out. Oh, God, yeah. Especially when they gave up their two, like, was it two or three first for – the president day or or whatever he likes to call it as Jamal Adams. Yeah. Um they don't they don't have and, and Jamal Adams is a great player, don't get me wrong, but uh the offensive line sucks. And DK Metcalf has been big, but uh he's got him and uh little guy, I can't think of his name, the other receiver. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Tyler Lockett. Um those two, but Chris Carson's a free agent. They don't know if they're gonna bring him back. They mm-hmm. That'll be huge if they lose him. Yeah, they they need they need some help, and that defense isn't what it was with the LOB back in the day. So now let me ask you this: a lot of people. Are, I'm glad you brought this up, and I'm going to go on off a little bit of tangent, but I'll hone it back in. A lot of people said that the Denver Broncos defense, the the for Super Bowl Fifty, that defense was better than the Legion of Them. Do you agree with that? That Broncos defense had such a great pass rush. 
and the corners the with the keep to leave and Chris Harris, the corners were so good. Yeah, but do you think like they were better than the Legion of Boom? Uh that that defense won a Super Bowl by themselves. They basically drug Peyton Manning to winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, better? I don't know. It's it's hard to compare stuff like that because you're talking about two great defenses. But uh, I don't know, both of them have some great playmakers. People were comparing those defenses. Like I know this is like a humongous stretch, but to that Bears team was it eighty two or something like that? Yeah, the eighty two Super Super Bowl shuffling Bears. Yeah, they're comparing that defense to them because it was just so unstoppable. They made Cam look like a like a freaking train wreck. Yeah. Uh, I also, also, I will say this about we're not going to touch too much on the Super Bowl because it was a week ago. Yeah. Um, but Pat Mahomes, I think, even though he he made some throws and all, why did people trash Cam Newton for doing the same thing against the Broncos? Mm. Mm, and okay, and we 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 trash Cam. Everybody trash Cam Newton for not mm. showing up. Why isn't Pat, Why isn't Pat Mahomes getting any trashing? Mm. That's interesting. That's real interesting. I don't know honestly. I mean, I just feel like you know everybody idolizes Pat Mahomes because of all this freakish talent that he has. But yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I mean, he did kind of drop the ball at the Super Bowl, and like you said, I mean, it's already been like a week away or two weeks away since. Uh, the Super Bowl has played, yeah, okay. but it just proves to show you that, like, I mean, and you can't even say, you can't even say, like, oh yeah, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay defense like helped Tom Brady. No, Tom Brady was like freaking phenomenal during that game. Yeah, let's not let's not discredit that the the Chiefs did lose their both their starting outside like tackles, offensive tackles, and that's big yeah. because yeah. Mahomes had pressure in his face immediately. But if you go mm-hmm. back, if you go back to Super Bowl Fifty, Cam Newton had a guy in his face as soon as the ball snapped every time, every play. Yeah, yeah. Every, well, I mean, every play, Von Miller was up his ass, and yeah. I don't see why. And I know and Demarcus, I, and Demarcus Ware. Yeah, too. yeah. I, a lot of people love to hate Cam and whatnot, and I'm always the one to jump to his defense. But why? Why did he get so much hate a couple of years ago? Yet Pat Mahomes doesn't get the hate for the exact same reason. You know? Well, I can tell you why. It's because Pat Mahomes has, like, his downfield passing and accuracy is pretty on point, whereas in that is, like, the model image of a true quarterback in today's league. Yeah. And Cam is not. Cam is, like, a quarterback that doesn't have the downfield accuracy that could still hit you in numbers on, you know, t- you know the out routes and the slant routes. But he's not as accurate as he was in college, you know. Yeah, but obviously, obviously that accuracy doesn't matter when Pat Mahomes is completing less than fifty percent of his passes. Yeah, and, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, that. I I will agree with you, but I'm just saying like that's the reason why he's not taking uh, as much heat. Nah. I mean, the the same heat is what I'm trying to say. I think Pat Mahomes is more of a prolific quarterback in 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 the media and everybody else's eyes, whereas Cam is just like below average i think everybody i think from the moment that cam had that off the field trouble at florida he's had a target on his back and Mm -hmm. that's the reason why people 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 have been pulling against him throughout his whole career and pat mahomes has that he has that squeaky clean kind of perspective he's always smiling Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. 
uh, that's why I don't think people want to get put any blame on him. You know. I mean, I mean, to each his own. I mean, at the end of the day, they're both in the NFL making millions. So. <laughs> well, Cam uh, Cam may not be anymore. I think Bill Belichick's going to keep him around because he likes him a lot. Oh, he's a free agent. He, yeah, I know, but I think they're going to try to sign him again. And I you think don't think they're going to give Stidham a job? No, hell no. Or, I think or I think Stidham, Stidham wet the bed. Here's what I predict happening for the Patriots next year. I predict that they're going to re-sign Cam to a one-year one year deal. I think they're going to go after Ryan Fitzpatrick and um, sign him to like a one- or two-year deal and basically let them – compete and see who's going to be the starter between those two. I would not be shocked if we go after Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ooh, that's a, not, that's a, a spooky proposition. I would I would not be shocked. And I would be okay with it because Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, look at him. He What he did in Miami, like, I know everybody's like Fitzmagic this, Fitzmagic that, but he actually had, like, a consistent, like, like winning streak when he was in Miami. I don't know if it was because of Brian Flores or what, you know, was going down there in Miami, but he looked really good. So I'm like, damn, if he can look that good in that system, could you imagine what he'll look like with Bill Belichick's system? And if we draft a receiver too, because I feel like that's what he's going to do. I feel like he's going to get a receiver in the first round. Maybe. I mean, the last first round receiver the Patriots took didn't pan out. hasn't panned out yet. You're talking about Nicole Harry? Yeah, and I thought I thought Nikhil Harry was gonna be a beast. And he may yeah. still be. He's still he's still a baby. Yeah. I mean I'm still happy that we got uh Jacoby. Jacoby's been um, a godsend. Myers, I'm still happy about him. Um I feel like he's gonna turn out to be good. I love Jacoby um, Myers. And I feel like if we get like a young talent, like a breakout talent like a Justin Jefferson, like I want us to go get like this guy's been kind of floating on the radar. A little bit. Um, I can't remember his name. You probably do. Uh, he, he played at LSU um, with the Jamar Chase. Yes. Nah. He, nobody's been. Nobody's nah. been really talking about him. Man. He's going. Nobody... He's going top five. I'm sure. Really? You think yeah. so? Because he's been up under the radar, man. Yeah, like nobody's yeah. really been talking about him. He's like, going... going into the draft. This is going to be a great receiver draft. No. I, yeah, I, think, I agree with you I on think. that. Oh. Offensively, this is going to be fantastic. Like this draft is going to be fantastic offensively. I agree with you on that. Yeah, this is this is going to be a fun fun to see all these receivers because you got the two the two guys from Alabama are going to go pretty high. Yeah, Jamar Chase, Devontae, is going to go. Devontae Smith. So, do you think Devontae Smith is going to be like the first uh, receiver off the board? If you if you're uh, like predicting, I think him and Chase are are neck and neck. Um, mm-hmm. probably. I could see both of them going top eight, top ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I want to ask you this. If Jamar Chase was playing uh, college football, like no COVID, no nothing, and him and Devontae Smith were like neck and neck, who do you think would win uh, the Heisman? Well, I think Devontae Smith would have still won it because he had the quarterback. And sure. he had the team to win games and put him in position – to be on that big stage for a receiver, because that's fairly unprecedented. We haven't had a receiver win a Heisman in a very long time. Was it since Randy Moss or something like uh, that? Randy Moss was a finalist. He didn't win it. Um, it was was it, has once won it since Ted since uh, Ted Brown. 
Tim Brown, not Ted Brown. Ted, hey, Ted Brown is the all-time leading rusher at NC State. Just FYI. Every single every single person that's been was like a quarterback since then, right? Or a running uh, back. A lot of running backs. Yeah, running backs. Yeah, and then the quarterbacks took over the world in like the what the what would you say like the the twenty I mean, quarter, all the way up. Quarterbacks have always taken over the they, they they've always dominated the Heisman voting. But I mean, like consistently though, like consistently like where there's like no other position because i thought didn't jadavian Clowney win the heisman too no no but wasn't no. there like a he was wasn't a, there like a he was a finalist right he was a finalist um yeah if you want to go back we'll just we'll just go through this pretty quick you got Devonte smith won it but then before that there's four straight quarterbacks a running back Correct. yeah and then five straight quarterbacks a running back, three straight quarterbacks, a running back, and then you got another five straight quarterbacks, and then two two running backs back to back, and then we're going back to Charles Woodson, who won it as a defensive back kick returner. God bless, that is insane. <laughs> quarterback, running back, running back, quarterback, quarterback, and then Desmond Howard. I forgot about Desmond Howard. He won it in '91 as a wide receiver kick returner. That's insane. And then so, t- like really. T- Tim Brown in 87 wanted as a wide receiver. But other than that, yeah, it's been an entirely running back quarterback award except for those couple of years. You know what I was thinking of? Like with the whole entire like defensive thing and like going number one and stuff like that. I was thinking of like for some other reason I got this too mixed up. I was thinking of the draft like going number one. Um. Like how the defensive player went number one, and it's been like a really oh, yeah. long time since like the quarterback room, and that was like I think Jim Davion Cloudy's year. He like broke that streak. Well, well these um, these days everybody puts such a emphasis on having that go to quarterback, like having a stud quarterback that every year the best quarterback's going to go number one because. You got that. That who somebody's gonna trade up and get that spot to get the guy, you know? Yeah, man. Like I was saying, uh, mm-hmm. we might have like three quarterbacks will go one, two, three. We might get Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, or uh, the Wilson kid from BYU. Zach Wilson. I was about to say. I was like, about to say you don't think Zach Wilson will yeah. go ahead of like, like Mac Jones? I just threw their names out, but uh, oh, gotcha, you might, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. you might, you might see those guys go one, two, three, four, but. Panay mm-hmm. Sewell, the offensive lineman out of Oregon, might be the best player in the draft. You know, mm-hmm. and quarterbacks are so just so valued that you're gonna get the guys taken ahead of those those posi- those lacking skill position players, the offensive lineman, the defensive lineman, the meat of the draft. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what we should do before like the NFL draft starts? We should do our own draft board. I think that would be pretty cool. We'll oh have, yeah, like, we'll, our own we'll do it. We'll do a mock. So. We'll do a mock. Yeah. Okay. Like we should like have it on like you know like how the the Mel the Mel Kuipers board or whatever we should like go out and like do it. But we won't spend on our details because we don't want to give it away, obviously. But um, no, um, I agree with you on that. Um, my only thing is is that like I'm kind of mad about like what the Patriots did in the second round where we just drafted uh like a a cornerback from like a a D two school. I can't even remember his name. I don't even think he played, or maybe he did play, because um, like we could we could have drafted a receiver there, 
um, and help us out. There's so many good receivers there, like left, like Jerry Judy was still there. Um, he was a first rounder. Oh, then CD Lamb then. CD he was, Lamb he was, was first player. round too. CD Lamb did too. Yeah, you don't remember. You, well, don't, then, you don't remember his girlfriend taking his phone. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, then I'm then I'm getting those misconstrued. Yeah, then that was tough. it's fine. That was tough. It's yeah that 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 was a tough moment. Not my moment, but the the tough moment for the girlfriend still in the spot still in the spotlight of him getting drafted. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Oh. And the and the mom kicking kicking them out of the room, kick like almost like be like get out. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. No, um. But what I was, what I was trying to say, we could have, we could have picked a, a receiver in, yeah, the, sec- in I mean, the second round, and then we just didn't. Well, would Justin Jefferson still, be, still have been there? No, nah, he would. He, I'm not sure when he went. I think I he don't went, think he went in the first round. I, I know that, or maybe no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Anyways, we should have picked a receiver during that time. That's what I'm trying to say. Regardless of who the name is, we should have picked a receiver during that time, and we did, and we dropped the ball. But it's okay, because Bill, 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 uh, Bill, if you're listening to this podcast, please pick a receiver just, and an offensive line. Justin Jefferson me. was in the first round, too. Okay, whatever. <laughs> hey, I just suck look, at that. Look, looking back, there was a lot of talented wide receivers taken in the last oh, year. Oh, big time. But big by, the, time. by the time the Patriots picked in the second round, they were all gone. I mean, I get it, but we still could have gotten some good talent there. There was still some good talent in the second round. Right. Um, But anyways, my point is, is that just please pick a receiver this round, Bill. Please. Um, moving on, uh, I know we touched on college football a little bit, but I, I want to ask you a question, just kind of throw it out there, um, catch you off guard a little bit. Who do you think uh, should be on the cover for NCAA 2021? Um, I was a big fan of what year was it, 09? Was it 09? Mm-hmm. Was that the year that they put – a different player on the cover of every different console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of going back to that. But instead of like having a current day or like the guy who just left, I want to honor these guys who didn't get a chance in the six years that we didn't have college football game. Mm-hmm. Like I want Kyler Murray on one of the covers. And mm. and I'd like to see Baker Mayfield on the cover. I want mm. ba- I want Baker Mayfield grabbing his nuts at the Kansas player <laughs> on the on the cover the, on the Xbox One cover. What, Please what about, God. What about? What about? <laughs> Please, that's all all I've ever wanted is that I, I want I want to get I would I would pre order that get, put that on the special edition. <laughs> I just want Baker Mayfield grabbing his nuts. At the Kansas players, <laughs> I was Please. expecting you to say like, uh, you know, when it took the stake and put the, the Oklahoma flag oh, on, the, God, that, on, on the Texas Longhorn. I that, thought, that would be no. It was at Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State, yeah. Ohio he did State, it. Yeah. He did it at Ohio State because Nick Bosa did it the year before. Mm, but yeah, I, that's right. Yeah. Please, God, please give me that cover. Either one, 
Like that'd be, that'd great. be sick. That would be sick if they did that for the uh, the Longhorns. One. I mean the the Ohio State one. That would be sick. Or or like it'd be cool to do like regional. Like I know, not so much covers of games, but magazine covers with like the mm. pre the preview books you get, like mm. the the um the Athon Sports and stuff like that. They have different covers, different regions of the country. So like if you want to get, if you live in the southeast like we do. Maybe you get you get uh, I don't know um, JT Daniels or like somebody like, like that like, like James Jameis Winston or somebody like that on the cover a Heisman winner from the southeast or you you live in like Oklahoma Oklahoma area or whatever you can get like Jalen Hurts on the cover and stuff like that mm. that'd be you know that'd crazy? be pretty cool to me. But I don't think they would do that, honestly. No, they won't. They that won't. That's they, all they'll be, they'll, they'll, they'll be all generic as hell, just like how Madden is. But let me ask you this. Do they say it's going to be for only uh, new next gen, or is it going to be also for current gen, too? Well, considering it's not going to be until, they're saying 2022 at the earliest, and but probably 2023, it's probably just going to be next gen, but I have no uh, idea. Which, which makes sense because hopefully by that time everybody should have or get their hands on a console. Unlike another game that I want to mention really, really quickly, just throw this out here, random as hell. I'm excited also for MLB The Show. Yes, finally coming to Xbox. Finally it's finally coming to Xbox. And it's also coming out for a current gen too, so you could uh, pre-order it too oh, right now. Not not even that. It's going to be not only cross-play, but it's cross generation, so I could yeah. So if you have a current gen and you have next gen, so like can, say yeah. say you've got a PS4 and I've got an mm-hmm. Xbox Series X, we can play together. That's sick, and Not, I think honestly, honestly, I think they should make more games like that. It's getting honestly. that way. If Sony would just get their head out of their ass right. and do it, it's all Sony's right. fault. Right, because Call of Duty is the same way. You know, yeah. you can play, you can cross play against like, Call of Duty. Xbox has been so open to to doing mm-hmm. cross play for so long, mm-hmm. but Sony mm-hmm. Sony just holds back. I don't. I don't well, know maybe why. this is like the the introduction into it, to where like you don't have to worry about having people's gamer tags. You could just like you know just be like this one big huge database where you could just. Yeah, you know, play online with their friends and you yeah. create your own hubs and stuff like, I mean, like that. You've already your... you've already got it with with Call of Duty and Fortnite, right. Fortnite and right. Rocket League, all the first person shooters. So you might as well just go ahead yeah. and add it on. But needless to say, I mean, like we don't have to touch base into that until those games come out, obviously. And April twentieth, yeah. April twentieth. Yeah, I'm blessed. I'll I'll be getting I'm, up I'm early expect- that morning to go get it. Well, I won't have to get up early. I'll just, you know, download on my Xbox. <laughs> well, well, t- typically they've been ten dollars cheaper if you get them at Walmart, like hard copies. Um, so I'm gonna probably do that. I got to get my uncle know. a copy, and I'll probably be picking one up for the guy at work, for a buddy of mine at I'm, work. So I'm lazy. I'll just be downloading it on my on my Xbox. But uh, needless to say, though, Brad, um, going back going back to uh, college football and talking about that a little bit. Um, if you look at the different conferences, uh, this year coming up, do you see, like, if you had to put a stamp on it, do you see, uh, any breakout players that you would say like, damn, those are going to be like Heisman finalists or damn, those are going to be like 
in not, the top ten. Not so much Heisman finalist because I don't think his team is going to be quite good enough to put him at that caliber. But I've been tooting this guy's horn all you you remember and and it hate I hate to say it as a state fan Sam Howell is going to be the best mm-hmm. quarterback in the draft next year. Yeah, I I mentioned it. I he's, mentioned it. He's going to be the best quarterback in the draft next year. Yep. And that that kid that kid's going to be special, I think. Like Mitch Trubisky was a top two pick in the draft. This guy mm-hmm. is ten times better than Mitchell Trubisky ever was. Yeah, no, dude's a stud, and he knows it too. Yeah, he's freaking. He's gonna be. He's gonna be big time. Um, My breakout player, uh, if I had to pick one, uh, I'm biased as hell, but I just I feel like we just saw a glimpse of his talent this this year, um, and once he gets under that system again next year, if he beats Alabama twice. He will be the man, and that's JT Daniels. That kid is a stud. You can tell by the way uh, Georgia plays right now. And the coolest thing is we got like four or th- no, we got three five-star recruits as quarterbacks uh, coming into next year. I'm curious to see if all of them are going to stick around, kind of like what Alabama did with you know Jalen Harris uh, to uh, to Mac Jones deal. Um, which would be pretty cool if Kirby can convince them. But if not, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, just the fact of the matter is that we finally have a really good QB room now. It just makes me really, really excited um, for this year. And as long as JT Daniels stays healthy, I feel like he could get over the hump. But let's not disregard um, (laughs) – Alabama always knows how to, like, just stay consistent, dude. They have, like, one of the best, like, like when it comes down to, um, you know, scouting and stuff like that. They're the best recruits when it comes down to defense this year. Pretty much all five-star. And they have this guy in, uh, I think his name is Bryce Jones or something like that. Dude is a freaking stud at QB. And he's gonna be scary to freaking see because he's mobile as hell too, and he can throw downfield. So he reminds me of Tua, but accurate downfield. So it's just gonna be even more ridiculous. I feel like, and he's a true freshman too. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're we're gonna have, we're gonna be having our hands full. On. I can I can honestly feel like. I mean, and this may be me tooting my own horn too, but I think Devin Leary is going to be a good quarterback next year to look out for at State. Him coming back yeah, healthy, I mean, he was playing. He was playing real good before he got hurt. I feel like next year, um, next year. I mean, you got Derek King staying uh, down in Miami. I feel like that's going to be good for him. Um, I, I think he's going to be a little too old by the time he'll be. He'll be what twenty four by the time he's drafted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's undersized to go with that, so I don't think he's gonna be making much of a much a of a, a, a an impact in the NFL unless he maybe mm. comes in maybe comes in as a running back. You never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. But I think he's a little undersized and a little too old. Not not saying that he's old, but like talent. Yeah, he's not but... he's not gonna be able to to jump in at twenty one like some of these other kids are. And have time to develop. By the time he has time to develop, he's hitting thirty. 
Yeah. And State also has their uh, this backup quarterback that they're just like kind of like keeping by right now. Um, who is a freak? He was trending on Instagram and Twitter for throwing these like tight spiral passes downfield, like ridiculously uh, tight spiral passes, like deep downfield. So they're going to be a threat too as well. Um, they weren't really a factor back last year just because I feel like they had a lot of injuries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, they're going to be another powerhouse. As yeah, well as uh, – oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I was just, just going to throw a couple more names out there. Bo Nix, Auburn. Yeah, That's another yeah, one. huge. And, uh, Spence, Spencer Rattler out of yeah, Oklahoma. Can't, can't forget Spencer gonna, Rattler. Yeah, He's going to be – I feel like that dude's going to be a stud, and I feel like he's going to be also a, a Heisman finalist. I'm curious to see what Texas is going to do this year since um, – you know what? What's that boy's name? Who was there forever? Um, Sam Sam Ellinger. Yeah, he he's no longer there anymore since yeah. last year was his senior year, um, and I don't think he's going into the draft or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Next year's going to be really really interesting. Um, I want to transition that into the NFL though because I'm curious to see since we we're talking about QBs and we we're talking about, um, you know, how how stat stout they are um there's going to be a lot of moving pieces next year um as far as like the qbs are concerned um where do you see like carson wentz where do you see what do you see happening with ben roethlisberger um even like you said early in the podcast russell wilson um what what do you see happening with those guys that's it's not a lot of not a lot of jobs for these guys, you know, there's there's only so much shuffling around you can do with these mm-hmm. prospects coming in, and like, are we? Uh, it, it does any anybody want to play quarterback for Houston? <laughs> like, God. you got to remember too, the Colts are still pretty high on Jacoby Brissett. Like, do they want to bring the Saints? Yeah, the Saints they they seem pretty set, pretty uh, determined to give Taysom Hill. Or Jameis Winston, a look at that job. Mm-hmm. You got the Panthers who've who've showed that they're not a hundred percent sure on Teddy Bridgewater. Dude, a stat on Teddy Bridgewater that I saw that you I'm glad you brought his name up. His earnings last year was twenty three million dollars, dude. Yeah, twenty three million dollars. He was higher than like Aaron Rodgers and those guys. Well, those, those guys. That those guys first are. Range. Yeah, they're in a different category because you got guys like Breeze, Brady, Rodgers who are taking pay cuts now, yeah, to so their team can afford to compete, and they're going to be paid down the road after they're retired, so it doesn't yes. count toward the salary cap, but yeah. they they'll be compensated later, you know. I just want to find that that, that style was crazy to me, like. I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, uh, Drew Brees is has already said he's going to take veteran minimum next year to play. Oh, so he's coming back. If he's if he comes back, he's going to take veteran minimum. Dude, bringing, what is he saying? Like bringing his cap number down from thirty mil mm. to like two point five mil, I think two point four mil. I think he's done, dude. I think he's. I think he's gone. I don't think he's got a lot he's... left. Yeah, if I were you, I'd be in a broadcast booth. Drew Brees. He's got um, nothing else so, to prove. 
So here's the stat that I wanted to, that I want to mention to you. So the turtle earnings in 2020, right? This is this is the stat. Teddy Bridgewater at 23 million. 23 23.9 million. Aaron Rodgers 21.5 million. Derek Carr 19 million and Pat Mahomes 10 million. That was all the earnings. So Teddy Bridgewater was the number one guy who only had like what? How many wins did he have? Like five or six wins last year? Yeah. Or something like that. That is ridiculous, dude. Oh my gosh. I know David Tepper's upset and pissed that he spent all that money on him. Oh my gosh. I would be so mad right now. Well, a lot of that, uh, a lot of that's not really Teddy Bridgewater's fault too. You got to yeah, remember. Obviously, yeah, you remember obviously. That, the yeah. offensive line's not very good. They, they yeah. have they have a couple weapons, but you got Christian McCaffrey out most of the year. Mm-hmm. The defense missing Luke Keekley, missing Thomas Davis. Yeah. That that, yeah. that that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers I mean, are I not can, I... not ready made for a turnaround right now. And yeah, t- I can and, see that. And Teddy was more of a bridge to the next guy quarterback anyway. He like, was never going to be the long term blanket. Yeah, he was never going to be the long term. Yeah future of that franchise do you see him being a franchise quarterback or do you think he's like kind of like what you said that safety net for franchises i, I, th- I think he's probably the, the knee injury a couple of years ago has kind of not ruined his career but it kind of put a damper on what he could have been mm-hmm. you know he lost two he lost two years to a knee and the franchise that he come up with soured on him not really soured on him, but kind of like moved on. And he, he was able to go down in New Orleans and prove that he can still play. The Panthers gave him a shot. He played played pretty good for the Panthers, I'd say. Yeah, and, I mean, he and, didn't play bad. And depends on what they do. I know they were in, in the market to try and get uh, Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, do, they, do they get a Trey Lance in the draft? Um, do they sit him and let Bridgewater play and let him learn behind Bridgewater? Or do they throw him to the wolves like they did Cam and like so many so many teams do those rookie quarterbacks now? Yeah, there's no really sitting behind and letting them watch. Like, I think Tua was by far one of the only ones that... Oh, you're forgetting a guy. Yeah. There was a first-round quarterback last year that like, didn't play. How about Justin Herbert? Oh, Jordan Love. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, horribly. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Yeah, didn't take a snap. I don't think. But I uh, easily forgot about that. But that it, it's oh. it it could work. Uh, so you could see the you can see the Falcons could very easily be in that same boat where they take a guy to sit behind Matty Ice for two more years. Yeah, that's interesting too about uh, Matty Ice. What they're gonna do with that situation? Uh, his, his cap hit's too big. They aren't going to be able to trade him. That's all dead money if they trade him. True. And then, like, also, too, like, what are they going to do with Julio? Like, do they want to sit there and waste his talent, too? Yeah, I, I, it's sad to say because I love Julio, but I think it's probably time. You, you're not you're not going to get any more value than right now. If you, hold, mm-hmm. if you keep holding on to him, he's just going to lose trade value. And then you're gonna have to end up releasing him like JJ Watt. Yeah, and the it's just interesting. Where where do you oh, see man. where do you see JJ Watt going? Dude, there's several teams, man. Um, I Raiders. Think, I, I, I feel think, like will be. 
I think he's got he's got two places he's going, and those are the only two places he's going. And then the Steelers, of I, course, yeah, with his brother, his brothers. Yeah. Oh, both of them. Yeah. Don't forget yeah. Derek. Derek is the fullback on those Steelers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool. That'll be a sight to see all three brothers play. Yeah. Um. What What's your second team? I think it's it's. I'd say three. If they could have, if they can find a way with the money to do it, uh, he would obviously love to go to Green Bay. Being, yeah. Being from okay. Up there. Okay, I'm following because that that was going to be my guess, but I wasn't sure where you were yeah. going with this. And I mean, yeah, being from Wisconsin and stuff like that, that'll be pretty cool. Who wouldn't want to take a one year deal down in Tampa and, <laughs> and try and run it back? God bless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot, he's been in the league for how long? Like what? Almost a decade. Yeah, never had a chance to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> right, because he was with a washed up franchise with a crappy owner and and horrible tms <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I wouldn't mind that either but i mean that defense god bless if they sign uh barrett and they uh uh resign him resign uh david you know that middle linebacker yeah, uh, Devin Bush. David. yeah uh, uh Devin bush gets an extension you know hold on to chris godwin for god dear life because <laughs> I feel like Chris Godwin might go somewhere and get paid. Well, you got you, you too. Um, you could let Godwin walk if you believe Antonio Brown is is of the right mind. Mm, yeah, true. I mean, um, Antonio Brown didn't even make a noise last year. Oh, he had, so, he, had, he quietly had a good year. Yeah, um, and I'm shocked. I'm shocked about that. I think a guy that made himself a lot of money and gained, earned a lot of respect with how he played down the stretch too. One of my boys, I love Leonard Fournette. You know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think he made. He earned, boy, yeah. I think he earned a lot of respect with his performance yeah. in the playoffs. Oh yeah, big time. Because in the regular season, it was kind of struggling. And if you noticed, they took uh, carries away from Renato Jones and gave all the oh. carries to uh, Fournette. Yeah, until that last real, real drive in the Super Bowl, it was all under Fournette on the ground. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, and I think too that was him having to. Kind of knock the knock the Jacksonville stink off of him during the season, yeah, and, and get yeah, up to speed yeah. with a new new playbook and a new new franchise yeah. and all this. Yeah, you know how tough it is. Yeah, to do it within a certain amount of days because I mean, yeah, with, with and that that team in in and of itself had to come together without a without a training camp, without a preseason. What, dude? That's why I feel like, and I don't want to touch on this because I mean it's already over, but I feel like, um. Out of all the Super Bowls Tom Brady won, this is the most toughest Super Bowl that he's ever won. Period, hands down. I don't know about toughest, but it's the probably the most satisfying. Because anyway, he's forty three. Um, he had to learn a full system, uh, you know, without having any like you said training camp, no OTAs, any of that stuff like that, and. Basically, do everything from from the fly, and the first five games were like training camp because <laughs> you saw what happened there. Yeah, but one could argue that this is the most talent he's ever played with. I mean, that's true too. But you also got to think about it too this way, though, Brad. Got to think about it this way. Um, he didn't have like any time to basically prepare. 
He yeah. basically he just basically was like, "All right, I'm I, I, I'm taking my talents down to Tampa Bay. All right, cool." He had a whole um, he had right, a whole season see, to prepare. Well, yeah, yeah and then, then, then they then they, had, then they didn't get a buy or anything like that in the playoffs, and then they just kept on going, you know, from the playoff uh, to the wild from the wild card all the way to the semis to the quarter and then Super Bowl. I mean, at that point, they didn't, bro, they, didn't, they didn't really have a break, honestly. And they played tough teams. I mean, the Saints weren't really that tough. I feel like the toughest game they had to play was the Green Bay Packers. And you don't Fighting. think you don't think Taylor Heineke was any problem? <laughs> That's why I didn't count it. <laughs> I didn't say anything about that. No, nah, I mean, he had to. He he had a, he had a full year to put everything together. You got Mike Evans, you got Antonio Brown, you got Leonard Fournette, you got a beastly offensive line, you got Gronk, you got Cameron Brate, another good tight end. You've got Chris Godwin, like you said. That's a lot of talent on the offense. And as the season progressed, the defense gelled. You got Jason Pierre Paul, Indomitian Sue, Levante David, Devin Bush, a lot of a lot of good young corners, Antoine Winfield Jr. and such and so forth. Uh the defense got stronger as the year went on and caught up with the offense. And by the time the playoffs got going, they were the hottest team. And that's what led them to a Super Bowl. Let me ask you this. I want to ask you a question, right? Do you think that Super Bowl was unfair since it It's a two-part question. Do you think that Super Bowl was unfair since it was at home field advantage? No. And now, all right, so you answer that question now. Would you, if you were like the NFL commissioner or whatever, would you create a like build a stadium for where the Super Bowl is played every year? I wouldn't do that either because then that that doesn't give fan bases who live in these cities a chance to experience the Super Bowl. Not just going to the game, but everything that goes into it. You know, the media stuff, the week of. The, the events that go on around the Super Bowl, stuff like that. It's kind of cool to see different cultures and whatnot brought in during the Super Bowl, you know. And it's not like, for, first off, this has never happened before where a home team played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, it's, it's also never happened that there's only like 10,000 people there. Like yeah, they were playing in their home stadium, but it wasn't like they had a home crowd. You know, they were playing I, mostly I in front just, of just, cardboard I cutouts. Curious. I was just curious. That's yeah. all. I mean, I just I just wanted and, to know what you think. And it's also like the NFL didn't just say, "Oh, Tom Brady signed with the Bucks. We're going to give Tampa Bay the Super Bowl this year." Like this yeah. was this was planned out. Yeah. When this was planned out, Jameis Winston was throwing thirty picks a year for the Bucks. You know. All right. All right. Now I was just curious. I was. I, I mean, that that question was brought up on some of the uh, talk shows that I listened to, and I was just curious to see, um, you know, what what your thoughts were. Um, I want to touch base on uh, some NBA a little bit. Dive in there a little bit. Curious to see what your thoughts are on uh, Blake Griffin. Not st- being in a starting lineup because he's trying to figure out what his future is with the team. Uh, uh, we can run through these pretty quickly. Um, I mean, if I'm Blake Griffin, I want to get out of there as quick as possible because, like, what help do you have? They didn't true. bring back Christian Wood. They traded Derrick Rose. You're going nowhere fast. You're on a team rebuilding, and you're 30, 
four years old. Sure. Yeah, you I'd need be. A, you, need a, you need a championship or something or be on a team that contends. Yeah, ship me I down guess. to Miami. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Or hell, go back to the Clippers. <laughs> Either way. Nah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he's going to deal with that organization again after what they did to him. Um, what do you think about Anthony Davis and uh, his swollen Achilles? Uh, get healthy. It won't matter how many games the Lakers win or lose in February if he's not sure. healthy in June. Yeah. He's going to only miss like two to three weeks. So I was just curious yeah. to see. Yeah. I mean, they're, who knows? I don't know who they play over the next couple of weeks, but I'm sure LeBron and company can handle going 500 without Anthony Davis. Oh, he's going to go playoff member LeBron right now. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's about to said on their comments on that. Uh, you know, he's going to be like uh, activating 2016 and 2018 LeBron. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even need to do that. He can. He just needs to play good ball and win game, win a couple of games here and there, yeah. and just coast until Anthony Davis is back. That team yeah. really, they could be the eight seed and mm-hmm. still win a championship. It doesn't. Okay. All they have to do is get in. Kind of like, yeah. kind of like Tampa. Tampa got in as the five seed. Won a championship. Just, yeah, I mean, when you got LeBron James and you got one of the best, like, power forward slash centers in the game, like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's going to be pretty easy to – and then they already have experience. I feel like the bubble championship was, like, one of the toughest championships because, like, it was more so of a mindset um, and a mentality championship than it was, like, uh, actually – a physical championship, if that makes sense. Well, for for the bubble, winning it in the bubble situation, you don't have a crowd to get behind you to influence the outcome of games, which is the biggest reason I can't watch college basketball right now because it's yeah. completely devoid of any type of passion. And I mean, dude, like, yeah. It's just it's, so- it's, it's impossible to watch. But when, you've, when you're in a playoff situation – and you're focused in like the Lakers were last year. You don't you, essentially all the games are home games for you because you're you're going to be putting the better team on the court every game. No, and and I, and I agree with you, and I'm so happy that you actually brought up that um, college basketball point because you know they're going to have a bubble for uh, the champ- conference championships and a bubble for the. Um, you know, the March Madness tournament. And I'm just curious to see, like, I mean, even when, like, Duke and Carolina played, yeah, it was a close game, and it was, like, neck and neck. Like, it wasn't the same at all. Like, it, the crowd is what makes it. Like, all they had was a cardboard cutouts and, like, the noise and stuff like that. But you didn't see, like, the, the teams, like, camping out, you know, like like it was, or, or the stadium just filled at the Cameron Indoor Stadium, you know, just – yeah, like just People, yeah. just for yeah, instance, just for instance, the state state Duke game this past Saturday, like neither one of them are very good, but traditionally state plays Duke really tough, and a right. lot of that's got to do with the crowd, and without a crowd there, they got blown out, and oh, yeah. I mean, and and the opposite goes is true for state and Carolina, like state traditionally plays like ass against Carolina. They they just haven't played good with Roy Williams there. And with no crowd there, it felt like there was no pressure. And they right. ended up winning that game against Carolina in Raleigh. 
And I think yeah. I think both of those games, if 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 State doesn't have a crowd, if no if State does have a crowd in both of those games, they probably end up competing and maybe beating Duke, but they would have lost that game against Carolina. Mm. Just the crowd factor okay. is so big to yeah. me. No, no, I agree with you, and it it is going to transition into a lot of sports. I mean, I feel like even hockey, for instance, I feel like it, that that crowd. You know, changes a lot of the atmosphere of how players play. I don't think it will affect baseball too much. No, um, F- football surprisingly was not that big of a deal to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, there's a lot going on. You got to you know keep up with you know what's going on, and also too, I don't know if you noticed or not, but for me, I paid attention more when when there was no crowd noise than when there was crowd noise. Yeah. Like. I th- I think part of it has to do with you don't see the crowd when you watch football. Yeah, it's true. Like when you're watching a football game, you never you you don't ever see it, but you do see the crowd rarely. But right, ma- the majority of the game is focused on the cameras, focused on the field. Mm-hmm. And with basketball, you can see where there's no crowd. Yeah. at all times. True, and that's kind of eyesore. I will say though the camera angles are pretty freaking cool when you yeah, watch the games. Some some of the camera angles are pretty cool, and um, and baseball baseball does the the, pre- the presentation without a crowd is just so good yeah. to me. And I, I I enjoyed watching baseball in the pandemic Same. situation without a crowd. Same, yeah. It didn't really no, fall nothing off. Nothing on. <laughs> there was it, nothing on, so like well, I feel like. You know. Yeah, it, it it didn't fall off to me as much without a crowd, but basketball. Especially college basketball, it has completely just run itself into the ground. To me, yeah, I, I mean, I just... dude, I remember, I remember when baseball came back. I, I would even stay up and watch like some of the Asian league games. Yeah, the Korean league. <laughs> the Korean league, yeah, because I, because I mean, there was no sports going on at yeah. all, uh, for a long period of time. So I was just like, man, <laughs> it's just awesome to have sports back. Um, so Brad, I wanted to wrap this up. I know you had um, some final thoughts and some cool things that we um, that you want to talk about. So I'll let well, you have the floor. Well, speaking of college basketball, I have a interesting question for you. Okay. Um, and and there's been a lot of parody this year in college basketball. You know, a lot of traditional powers aren't as good as they once were. Especially this year, it's been kind of rough, but. As of February 8th of this year, which was the last time the poll came out, besides today, um, that was the first time since, I want you to give me the year, without looking it up, that UCLA, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Kansas were all unranked. Can you give me the year, the, the last year that that happened? Was it like... Like, are we talking recent or are we talking like old school? It's pretty old school. I'm gonna go 1962. You're 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 actually like two weeks off. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't look this up. Like, I just like went with my gut. <laughs> December 18th of 1961 was the last poll where those five schools were all unranked. Shit. <laughs> I didn't look this up. I swear to God, like two I just weeks like, oh, off. Yeah, God. yeah. Like my my dad was like 
three the last time these five schools were all unranked. Jesus. Yeah. I like, that's... like when you said when you said old school, I was like, well, it had to be before the seventies. Yeah. I, I felt because I feel like UCLA was like like a power. Yeah, that that there. that's pre John Wooden UCLA. Yeah. That's pre Dean yeah. Smith, North yeah. Carolina. That's pre Krasuski like... Duke. That's that's Duke. That's back before Duke was even any good. Right. Like they were complete yeah, that... trash yeah. back then. And, yeah, and then Strzeski took over after that and kind of just like did his thing. Yeah. Um, and I remember like wasn't Strzeski like a paperboy or some shit like that where he like 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 worked his way up and then became like the head coach of Duke it's like like the head coach of Army and then he came to Duke well anyways either way like they were still (laughs) like the fans in the newspaper were still so confused because like they're like how the hell is this little guy that's done nothing take over this little rat, like, this little rat man. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, looks like uh, Splendor off of uh, Ninja Turtles. He um, has has similar characteristics. Yeah. Um. No, but they're like, how could he take over? And then I mean, he was a, he was a point guard. He was a point guard at Army in the late sixties. So so Mike Shashevsky. Get this, Mike Shashevsky was 13 years old when those five teams were last unranked. Jesus, huh. he's old. Yeah, he he started playing point guard at Army in 1966, and then he, he was, was an old. assistant at Indiana, and then he coached Army for five years, and then he's been at Duke since 1980. Jesus, but how old is he now? Like 70 something. He turned 74 two days ago. Yeah. February 13th. Yeah, I knew, I knew his birthday was a Saturday. It was during, I, I remember hearing it on the radio like last week for the state game. That's insane. Um, yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. That's all we got for you guys. I got one more so, I got one more question. Do you oh, do you oh. know since we we're talking about the draft? Okay. The, the upcoming draft here. Do you know what year produced the most first-round quarterbacks in NFL draft history? Old or new? I mean, it's pretty old. Pretty old? Yeah, pretty old. It has has to be somewhere around. I don't know, though, because in the 80s, they had a lot of good talent QBs. Oh, warmer or colder than that? On the eighties? Yeah. I mean, you got the decade right. It's it's somewhere in the eighties. Okay. I was about to say like it wasn't around the sixties because like or the seventies because that was all running backs. I feel like the eighties like changed the the game for more of like a instead of the pro style created like kind of like that West Coast style where they did the air raid and stuff like that. So, I'm going to go with 85. You are a little late. It, it was 1983. No! No way! Oh my gosh, dude. I was going to guess that. 
because I was like, well, I guess 1952, but I was like, it can't be like around there because Brad's gonna like try to like you know mess me up or whatever. Because he's like, I know he's gonna mess me up. So I was like, let me go later in that decade. Oh my gosh! Oh, sorry. Damn. Sorry, <gasps> sorry, you got it wrong. Uh, Damn. Do you know how many quarterbacks were taken in the first round of that draft? I'm gonna go six. Six is actually correct. I, I just I just had to go with my gut on that. Had to go with Do, my can gut you name that. any of them? How many of them are in the Hall of Fame? Three. You looked it up, didn't you? No, I swear to God, I don't even have my phone on me. <laughs> uh, you just you just cut six and a half. John, yeah. but, <laughs> honestly, because like I felt like honestly like there would it wouldn't be a high number if you were to ask that question. So yeah. I just went with my gut. And went with actually that. very uh, uh, very up and down, like three Hall of Famers, and like. One just okay, and then two trash. Uh, John Elway. John Elway. And I like Dan Marino. Dan Marino, yes. And and Jim, Steve Young. Jim Kelly. Oh, Jim Kelly. Uh, the three oh. Hall of Famers. And oh. Todd Blackledge. You probably know he calls college college games now, but uh, Tony yeah. Eason, your Patriots drafted Tony Eason. Yeah, I remember him, or not remember, I've heard of him. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, Ken O'Brien, the Jets drafted him. Yeah, I remember Tony Eason, but he was god awful. That was like, there are times where yeah. the Patriots sucked. Yeah, Ken O'Brien made a Pro Bowl, but I mean, that's okay. What do you want to wrap this up? I guess we'll wrap it up. We'll put a bow on it. Yep. I, uh, actually didn't do that bad as I thought I was going to do. If I would have guessed 1983, I would have been like three for, uh, two for three. Well, you know, you you always been terrible at trivia, and you yeah, did, you, you didn't the worst. You didn't good at guessing though. Good at guessing. Yeah, you Before didn't. What, you didn't let me down. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't look this up. Like seriously, I, I feel like the those questions, those dates would have been like all over the place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up here. We want to say to R.I.P. Vincent Jackson. He passed away earlier today uh at the age of 38 um yeah don't know what happened i guess we'll find out in a couple of days but anyway yeah. i wanted to throw that in there yeah well guys this was a fun episode hope you all enjoyed it um you know and uh keep on listening guys we have more in store for you i guarantee you that yeah something like that yeah all right guys well i'm drew and i'm brad Peace. Take it easy.